So, Laurie, tell you what, why did you want to start a market for crying out loud? Well, <laughs> every time I came to Wellington, there's no decent markets. It's boring. They're all fruit and veg markets. Right, yeah. Everywhere else in New Zealand's got iconic markets. So yep. why not have one here? Yeah. And as well as that, a market is the birthplace of the next generation of business and job opportunities. So you only need to see the Hastings market, Matakana, Clevedon, Nelson, Dunedin. They've all generated a whole lot of new businesses, yeah. which are the future. Now the hut at the moment is suffering from big business pulling out. Yes, yeah. Well, who's going to replace it? It's got to be small business mm. and lots of them. So already we've got now, what, 60 or so people getting employment out of this market. That's right, yeah. As well as that, I've poured over a million dollars into the area. So it's <laughs> that's what it's about, regeneration, mm, mm. right? And fun, because the idea here is for people to come as a family or anyone, doesn't matter, and be comfortable just to relax. Yes. Right? Next thing I'm getting set up is a cool room for a fruit and veg. But good quality fruit and veg, not half dried out ones like down the road. Yeah. So the idea is people come in, first thing they do is go and get fruit and veg. Goes into a box, back into the cool room. Right. Stay for two or three hours, right? And then when you're ready to go home, you take your fruit and veg, it's in perfect condition. Fantastic. Not rocket science, is no. it? So you've used all um, recycled or upcycled oh, or, or, or everything's yeah. been... Yeah. Yeah, well look at this beam here, it's 24 metres long. Oh my goodness. We got the local steel fabricated and welded all up and away you go. A lot, we've put over 40 poles in around the yard here. Yep. And we're creating more and more covered area. Nice. Because here in Wellington, it blows and it blows and it rains and blows. <laughs> it has, it has. And, and then, and then you get beautiful sunny days. And then, shock and horror, it's too flaming hot. hot. You've got yeah. to get out of the sun. So we're trying to create a lot of shelter. Nice. And a comfortable environment. Yeah. So why did you want to make it in Gracefield? Because it's quite an interesting spot. Well, it's two my, things. my hood, by the way. No, no. We just, okay. <laughs> well, my daughter Jo lives in Lyle Bay. Yes. And we came down from Auckland. And we need at least a harbour between us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that's, so we targeted looking at this area. Right. And so, but it's an interesting area. It's so full of fascinating, interesting businesses and people. It's such a multicultural, talented mm. area. You go around the small businesses, the wealth of knowledge here is incredible. So this is the perfect place for it. This is the artisan hub. Originally I planned to set up a container park in Mangaroo out by the airport for people with small businesses to hire a container and operate their business from the container. Wow. So the idea was to create 
next generation business opportunities. Yeah. Right? Because all business must start from small beginnings. Yes. That's what I did. I started out as a lawnmower contractor. I had built it up. I had 25 staff. Uh, mate and I, between us, we had 21 factories and all sorts of things. Small beginnings. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. No, that's but right. But a lot right. of energy and you need an opportunity. Yes. So then I came down here and I thought, wow, that'll be fabulous. Well, then things fell to piece, place, pieces and places. <laughs> um, we had a tenant who was recycling pallets, but he had the whole yard covered in pallets and wasn't in any hurry to get rid of them. <laughs> so Bob the builder said, why don't we try making a stall out of the pallets? Right. So, so far we've made 24 stop oh shops out goodness, of the flavour thing. that's fantastic. All with pallet floors, pallet walls, banners on the roof, and they're all built safely, they're wired and um, locked up. So it means that our people can come in, put all their gear in, leave it in locked up overnight. Right. And next day away you go again. Yeah. But what we really want to do is have people working here in their small businesses during the week. Now the next thing we got coming It's a good idea having somewhere to go and be Exactly. And be next able to thing work. we got coming is the blacksmith shop. So you know the old blacksmith on the western, right? Yeah, with the big flat front on it, village blacksmith yeah, or whatever. Showing the, okay. showing the shoes. Well, we're making, yeah, exactly. Well, we're making a blacksmith shop up here because I've got a young guy who forges his own steel. So he starts with the iron ore. Wow. And he makes beautiful knives and jewellery yep. and engraves it with gold and silver and all sorts of things. Yeah. So we're making him a blacksmith shop. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, is there another one around the country, another market with a blacksmith shop turning no, up? No. No. <laughs> but there is, overseas, all this has been done. Right. Right? In different ways and different things. And, but what people really want to see, which is what I want to see coming, is any skill. Like, obviously, cooking is a very common one to be able to see people doing special cooking but more importantly things like sculpture ah. right glass blowing mm. now back to sculpture we've got 40 poles here guess what we're going to do with the 40 oh, poles oh my goodness we're going to have a totem pole oh, carving oh, competition oh <laughs> <laughs> so can you imagine it's, it yeah. market days people are up there chipping away flicking chips all over the place that's fantastic. So, that's, okay, it's fun, but it's out of fun and passion that come the mm. next generation of opportunities. Mm, mm. And people are able to, well, I think we've lost a bit of that empowerment for ourselves yeah. to be able to control our lives a bit, haven't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, i got a guy, he's smarter than us. He puts a sign up over on the, on the Wainui Yamada hillside, which we haven't yet. Friday nights, hungry food. Right. He's doing really and well. Yeah, he's never had a business before. Wow. He's cooking up hungry food and he's got his sign up there. Every week he's been here, he's been sold out. Fantastic. So that's a little guy. Yeah. Start. Now he approached us almost six months ago 
and it's taken him that long to get his license and oh, get everything right. together and do all the courses he needed to do, right? But we have given him an opportunity to help himself. Yeah. Right? It's like Christ with the fish, isn't it? It's, that's right. <coughs> so where has it come from, this idea of reusing things or, or, or seeing things as a resource? Um, well, our family have been doing it for a long time. Right. Now, somewhere around here, we've got Uncle Dan's wheelchair. We, we, we want to see the wheelchair. Yeah. It's over 90 years old. Yep. And Uncle Dan ran a heavy welded workshop from the wheelchair for over 60 years. Wow. And he welded, he cut, he built bridges, barns, all sorts of agricultural things from his wheelchair. And 50 years ago, he made the jigger train for the Wilderland Commune up in the Coromandel. <laughs> we got the jigger! So that's, this jigger train that the kids are riding yep. on is your family jigger, yep. jigger train. Uncle Dan's jigger train. Wow. So this is going to be Dan's station. Nice. And then we'll have, as I said, the end of it, the bouncy trestle, the ship on the rocks. But the point I'm making is during the war, you couldn't buy steel. Right. So our family used to go, we used, used to, um, we used to recycle tram tracks, yep. railway lines. That's how we built our bridges and barns because that's the only way you could buy steel. And when you wanted steel plate, you couldn't buy steel plate. So we used to go down to Waiuru and we bought old Bren gun carriers, right? For the steel plate off them. Wow. And then you took out the V8 motors and the gearboxes and the diffs and you used them to fix all the old farm vehicles and make things and everything <laughs> else. So, yeah, that's what New Zealand has been doing for a long time mm. and my family in particular is recycling right, yeah. from way back. Yeah. All sorts of things. Life is work. Work is life. You right? work very hard. So, but it doesn't matter. The real point is you never retire from life no it's all right to retire from stress which is what i do i don't have a bank manager anymore i don't need one but i don't have any stress except my daughter and wife right. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to throw that in yeah um, no honestly though it's you know you've got to stay alive you've got to stay be part of things so that's what you do you just keep on plugging along do what you do do what you're passionate about because there's no use saying I'm going to make so-and-so because it's going to make a lot of money. It never works. But if you have a passion to do something, there will always, the law of averages says, there will be other people that will appreciate your passion. It doesn't matter whether it's grog or food or structures or sculpture or anything else. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the ultimate form of sculpture? What is the ultimate sculpture art form? I've never really had to think about it. Well, what's a sculpture? First of all, a sculpture is something that you're shaping, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Well, surely the hardest sculpture to shape is what you can't see, you can't feel, you can't smell, you can't taste. Yes. It's business. <laughs> business, running a business, setting up a business is the ultimate form of sculpture.
I never would have said that, but now that you've pointed it out like that, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you another little clue like this. What's a chef? Someone who creates food. No! <laughs> a chef is a designer and an enforcer of reproducible, edible art. Nice. <laughs> That's what a chef's job is. His job is to design it and make sure what he does, that what he designs, people make it the way he designed it. I might have taken it up if someone had put it to me like that. Exactly. <laughs> so it's good to know what you're doing. Yeah. So you see... So um, what are you doing? I am... No, oh, that's just Bob the Builder. Don't worry about him. <laughs> well, what am I? That's obvious. Self-appointed. I'm the artisan godfather. <laughs> so my job is to, my job is to encourage and help people, and like any good godfather, knock off a few knees and cut out a few elbows, <laughs> because that's part of a godfather's job. <laughs> Right, you don't have to be evil, but somebody has to enforce the rules. That's right. So you know, if we get a stallholder sitting around here playing with their cell phone instead of giving the customers full attention, they may incur the wrath of the Godfather, who may say, "If you can't do better than that, hasta la vista, baby. We don't want to see you here." So, what do you think the market brings to the community? The future. The future. That's what it brings. And, you know, like already we've got people coming. Stallholders coming from as far as the Hawke's Bay. Nice. Right? Great. So that's what it's about. But it's the local opportunities. You know, some of the first people to get onto us was the people of Wainuiamata and from the hut and everything. So, you know, growth is the important thing. The yes. kids are important. They are. Right? Now, you want to see it what the kids do down here. These exercise machines, which I've modified them, adult exercise machines, and made them into kids' ones. Man, do they pump on them, you know. Right. Hoo, hoo, hoo. They really, they just love them, you know. Yeah. And they go from one thing to another. But the kids are the real example. Now, normally when you're a stallholder and you've got a family, you've got problems because you need somebody to look after your kids That's for right. seven to eight hours. Well, our stallholders are bringing their kids along every week. Nice. They're happy to, to potter here. around here yep. for eight hours. They do drawing, they do, and they muck around on all the equipment and the jigger, and they make friends, and they're in a safe, friendly environment. That's fantastic. And they just yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, That's what it's all about. And Laurie, if you have one thing that you would like to say, I mean, I think we see our economy and some of our communities are struggling to find a bit of place. You sound like you've got a bit of knowledge and wisdom. What would you share with them today, if you could? Encourage the little people. It's not about having a job. It's about feeling that there's a future mm. for them and for their children. So it's, it's the optimism of opportunity so yes if i had the opportunity to have some say i would be encouraging small business startup business because they're the ones that create the job opportunities that's right i started out as a lawn mowing contractor 
And at one stage, um, the government had a policy where they would loan you $3,000 per job, non-subsidised, for two years. If the job was still there in two years' time, they wrote the loan off. Wow. Right? But then it became taxable income and you paid tax on it anyway. <laughs> but in the meantime, the job, there was no subsidy on it and um, they paid tax as well, right? In, a mere, in, in two years, I created seven job opportunities. Wow. And then some silly journalist came along and said that the farmers were ripping it off and the whole thing was pulled the plug on. And that was the last time in New Zealand's recent economic history, so that goes back to the 70s, that micro-business has had a realistic step up in this country. Right. Now, tomorrow you could do the same thing. $20,000 per job, no subsidy on the job, and you would have job opportunities popping out of the woodwork in all directions. That's right. And you could easily limit it to businesses under 25 employees or whatever. But that's how you do the future. Big business has a very sound role, but it's not creating jobs or opportunities. Right. They wipe out opportunities. Mm, they are. They wipe out jobs all the time just to get rid of the competition and whatever else. That's right. It's only the little guys that see the little bits. So I, that's what I hope to do is generate hope, more than anything else. Good on you. Right, and I love the hut. And last thing about the hut. You go on. I live on the river and I love the ducks. I feed the ducks once or twice a day and I get a family of swans come down as well. And I just love them. It's quite special. Oh, and my builder had to change the call signal on his phone here. <laughs> Because there were so many flavoured ducks coming over, quack, quack, quack. He thought it was his phone ringing, you know. It's unbelievable. So I think the hut is fantastic. Johanna, yes. What's it, what is it like working with your dad? Um, it's an experience. I think uh, you know some people might enjoy, some people might not. Yeah, it, it's definitely, a, yeah, I don't think a lot of people would be going into business with your dad, but obviously he had a bit of a vision and you could see it as well. Um, yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it has been fun and, you know, very busy as well. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what potential are you seeing for with the with the village market? Well, what, what is interesting is you know there's so many people that make stuff and do stuff, right. so it gives people a real opportunity to do that somewhere. And I think you know people have a even after this is our eighth week, uh, a sort of sense of community and and they like hanging out here and it's kind of relaxing and and fun and everybody's getting to know each other and that sort of thing. So I think that's what makes it different about some other places. And what is the best bit you've loved about the days that you've been open so far? Um, well, the opening weekend was really lovely. It was like a, a kind of carnival kind of atmosphere. Nice. Otherwise, it's sort of getting to know the storeholders and um, 
just creating something a bit different you know people so you know some people really get it some you know some people don't you know <laughs> and uh, so the people who do just think it's awesome and then the people who don't just sort of have a quizzical look on their face I think you know <laughs> and what can you see for the future here Johanna oh well Laurie's not leaving <laughs> so um so you're gonna have to find a way to work together right? <laughs> yeah so this is an ongoing story this is an ongoing story we own the land and it's in the trust, it's going to be here for a long time for us and for the hut. And the important thing is, the plan must succeed the man or woman. So long after I've gone, I hope that this market is still benefiting the hut.